That is it. Oh, yep. yep. What? Yep. You're right. I'm right. so confused. Right. Okay. Ugh, this is dumb. Whatever. Stupid. Welcome to Grapples Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to whether or not you are ready for New York to open back up because Andrew Cuomo said once we get to 70% of at least partially vaccinated adults, he is lifting all restrictions in New York State and we are at 69.2% as of this morning. So it looks like New York's about to go back to being the city that never sleeps. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not ready for, uh, people coughing, not mm. covering their mouths. Mm. Uh, I'm not ready for standing online and someone standing so close. They can smell my shampoo. Like I'm not ready for all that. <laughs> I am ready for like like the the club not the clubs I never went really went to clubs like the bars like staying mm. open later and stuff mm. like that I'm down for it I'm all game hell yeah open up summertime we're trying to get Liddy before we get married yo it's gonna be crazy this summer's gonna be crazy because everything's gonna be jam packed because everyone's gonna be out and about because you know freedom and whatnot it's gonna be crazy yeah it's gonna be crazy yeah no. But anyway, can't wait. we are not here to talk about just the fact that things are opening up in New York, because things are also opening up in wrestling. That's right. You're listening to us on SoundCloud.com. Such grapples, apples, such grapples, the number two apples. You don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. It doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, the Godfather. Whatever you need me to be, that's who I'll be, because baby, that's who I is. Joined remotely by my main man, my hetero life mate. Tell him who you are, baby. I am the very sensual. Mr. Sunglasses, at night himself, your boy, the general, your champion, your god, Shades. Well, Shades, we don't have the most to talk about this week, but we do have some news to cover. We've got some signing with a debut. We have a surprise retirement, a new champion being crowned, and like we meant, like I just alluded to, there's some some wrestling is going to be coming back after a long, long layoff because of COVID. But before we get into all that, I need you to do one special thing for me. Shades, I know you're tired. I know it's been a long week. I know you had a crazy long day, but I, I need you to just one solid for me. What is that, sir? Ring that bell. All right, so let's get it started. Now, because of the way that AEW's been doing their scheduling as of late because of the NBA playoffs and whatnot, and because of our recording schedule, something broke this past weekend on a, on a Friday. And so we missed it. So we're covering it today. Brand new debut, brand new signing to AEW. Andrade, 
el ídolo. Oh, baby. This, this was a shock. This was, oh my gosh. This was, finally, a company is going to do something, hopefully, hopefully, do something right. Because he came in. Now, granted, I don't like that he's paired with Vicky. Yeah. He came in looking mm -hmm. like a million bucks. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm impressed. I absolutely love the presentation so far. The fact that he's going to go by Andrade El Idolo. Well, it's a bit of a clunky name. It's a very, it's, it makes sense in like Lucha. That's kind of how their names tend to be. Um, but he, that was kind of his moniker. He was El Idolo. That used to be shouted before his theme music in WWE. El Idolo. You know what I mean? Like, and so that's going to be his, his presentation, his persona and the way he came out and the promo, bro, I'm all about it. And on top yeah. of that, the fact that, this is to me. This is perfectly seamless. I mean, that's redundant. But he's challenging Kenny for the the AAA Mega Championship. So now they're both going to be on AEW. They can further or they can begin that program early. Mm -hmm. So now it's a win win for everybody because if you start to push Andrade versus Kenny now, it pushes people to go and watch Triple Mania. In August, right? I believe so, yeah. So, it's just... It's, it's a perfect storm. It's going to work out beautifully. It's going to be gangbusters for AEW. It almost serves as like... AEW will serve as something of a, of like a weekly program for AAA leading into AAA's Triple Mania. Yeah, I mean, at least for their main event. Right, for their main event. And, oh, God. And then, and then if Impact plays their cards right... They can do the same thing because uh, Parazzo's defending her knockouts championship at Triple Mania. So then Triple Mania can then become a must-see for American wrestling fans, not just yeah. wrestling fans. So I mean, right now they got everything cooking, especially with um, Impact and, and AEW, where uh, I think it's at against all odds. Mm -hmm. You have Moose versus Kenny. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be happening at Daly's place. Oh. So you're going to have, so you're going to have an impact pay per view at Daly's place at the home of AEW. So, like, there's there's a lot of mixing and 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 ingredients adding into this this stew that is professional wrestling, mm. and it's coming up AEW all the way. Yeah. Yeah. AEW is in the thick of everything, and this is exactly what they needed. Mm -hmm. A good, a big, young signing like Andrade is, it, it just does, it just bolsters their, their roster. Now, no one's saying he's going to win the AEW World Championship. No. I don't even but think he's he... going to win the AAA championship. I don't think he's going to be Kenny at Triple at Triple Mania. Yeah, my thing is when somebody new comes into 
any business, they have that like that new car smell, that like that new toy shine, Mm -hmm. and then they'll lose, and then they'll they're relegated to the mid card scene. Right. Well, I think, and because of that, I think the smart play here is while I want them to push for Triple Mania so that it has more relevancy, I'm I don't think they should push now. Mm-mm. I think they wait, let Andrade do something else until like mid July, because Triple Mania is on August fourteenth. Um, it's the middle of August, but if we start something mid July, gives them a month to build something. And it gives mm. you a month to build Andrade. No, I want a little bit more than a month. Yeah, but I then mean, you have Andrade's uh, well, first feud being a losing feud. One of our biggest gripes with WWE is that they don't book for the long term. That is that is true. That is fair. And if we say, hey, book towards the end of or beginning of July, that's only four weeks. Um. You can't really build a feud from there. I mean, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's just, it's kind of tough. You only have so much time. Of, um, yeah, of course, especially because you only Kenny have is months. Kenny is the bell collector, right. so he is he's splitting his time between, you know, at three shows, but at least two shows, and you're trying to build for AAA, like. Right there's too much going on and not enough time to properly build uh storylines especially that's, that's, with I'm sorry go ahead especially with uh I- impact uh coming up with backup plans where if you know uh the moose kenny match after that whoever wins that presumably kenny you're going straight into a program with Sammy Callahan mhm I think at no surrender. So I I don't I don't like as much as I would love for him to be in in an immediate program. I don't see that happening. Mm. So you think they need to go into Triple Mania cold? I don't know, man. Um, see, that's the only problem with doing the belt collector thing is you either have to have a million storylines going on across. You have to have one storyline that can have a through line, which is incredibly difficult when you're talking about multiple promotions and bookers and egos and all that stuff. Or mm-hmm. no storylines, and you go into each one cold, almost like, well, this is just like a, a competition. It's like a boxing match. It's like an MMA fight. You just you go in, you, you fight, you fight, and then you're out, you know? Um mm-hmm. So that that's the that's the problem here is that you have to decide which of the three routes you're going to take, and right now it seems like they're gonna they're going with a mix of two different routes, and it, you can't do that. You can't you can't like what do you say? You always say you can't be half pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. So like you can't go. Oh, we're not going to really do a whole feud, but we'll sprinkle in some stuff on Twitter, and then we're going to go with the cold uh, cold match. You know what I mean? Like, you fig- like figure it out. That's the only yeah. problem with the belt collector booking concept. I mean, right now, his impact storyline is set. 
Mm-hmm. He he doesn't really have an AEW feud going on right now, so you can book the AAA thing mm-hmm. on 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 Dynamite, right? But then the AEW Championship kind of takes a back seat. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I think TK is going to be okay with that because it's giving more company more shine, which betters their relationships. Right. So maybe that's AEW's next pay per view would be September and all in. All out. What I say every time. Every it's time. literally every, every time. time. <laughs> with all out. All out in September. You know what? A little side note. The only reason I ever remember which one it is, is for All In they had a, a song that the the same band that does Cody's music did a song for All In, and so whenever I'm trying to remember which one it is, I sing the song in my head and I go, "Are you All In?" Okay, so the one that I went to was All In. Okay, so All Out. The AEW show is All Out. That's the only way I can remember which one it is. So you have All Out in September. Um. Uh, Triple Mania in August. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny doing things this month, next month for Impact. It, you can conceivably build a a decent feud. Doesn't Impact have... Yeah, Slammiversary. I was about to say, they have a big summer show. That's Slammiversary in July. I'm uh, Kenny, that's, that's the... Um... So then it may be Slammiversary and not No Surrender. Yeah. I don't even think No Surrender is a pay-per-view anymore. No, I think Summer, um, SummerSlam. Slammiversary is, I believe, going to be Kenny versus... Oh, hold on. Let me do... Yeah, Kenny versus Moose. No, Kenny or Moose versus Sammy Callahan. Sorry. Okay, so yeah. So we've got Kenny, most likely, versus Sammy for the Impact World Championship in July, a month from now. Then a month after that, is going to be Kenny versus Andrade for the AAA championship in August. And then a month after that in September is going to be All Out, where Kenny will presumably defend the AEW championship versus somebody. That actually kind of works out perfectly. Mm -hmm. Three months, three matches, three different promotions, three belts. That's, That's great. So yeah, like, then... I think this ends with at least Kenny losing the triple A belt. At Triple Mania? Yeah. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> so so this is tough, right? In my opinion, there's only one belt missing from what he's currently doing. And we're gonna get to the title holder for that belt in a minute. But the question then becomes, do you want to end the belt collector storyline before we get there? I don't think we're ever going to get there. Really? I don't think we're ever going to get there. Oh, that's so unfortunate. I I will be... I will be... I will be surprised if if they ever get there. Because that's the ultimate one. That's that's the one. Yeah, that's the one, but I don't think they're going to get there. I mean, Kenny's in his 596th plus day as champion. 
Which title? <laughs> For the AAA. AAA, okay. He has the second longest title reign in history. Um, and tied for second most defenses. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So, I maybe, I mean... May, maybe. It's, it's very... You know, I would have been more confident in, in my idea had we had a different outcome at Dominion. Hmm. Because I think that's the guy who has to do it. I think that's the guy who has to end Kenny's reign. You know? Mm. I mean, since since we're here, do you want to go straight there? Or do you want to... Let, let, let's just go there. Let's go there. Yeah. This past week was New Japan's Dominion, which is usually their second biggest show of the year. Uh, I'm not going to go through the whole card. We're going to go through... The... Uh, wouldn't the Climax be their second busy, biggest show of the year? Well, the Climax is a tournament. That's and an the... event. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. That's... It's their biggest tournament for sure. Oh, yeah. For, oh, no, the G1 Climax is the biggest tournament. That's without question. In terms of their tournaments, that and then the New Japan Cup. Um, but anyway... So we're not going to go through the whole card. The main event was Kazuchika Okada versus Shingo Takage to determine the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, which was vacant since Will Ospreay had to vacate a title with his neck injury. Much to my surprise initially, although it makes sense after hearing about it, Shingo Takage went over clean on Kazuchika Okada. So Shingo is a new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Now, when this initially happened, I was very surprised. To me, I thought this is a no-brainer. You put it on on Okada to solidify this new belt, to, to put some roots on this championship, give it some weight. Put it on someone who's been there, who's done it, who means something. But after listening to other people's take on it, I guess it makes sense. They went Koda, then Osprey, and now Shingo. They're trying to create a different... What's the one I'm looking for? I guess image for New Japan. They're trying to show that they're not just going to rely on the old. Apparently, they have new blood in terms of, like, who's calling the shots in New Japan. And so mm-hmm. that makes, again, that makes a lot of sense that they're trying to go with a new a, a new class, so to speak. You know, Tanahashi's been there, done that. Okada's been there, done that. You know, um, all these guys who you would expect to be, the Jay Whites... They've been there, done that. Naito, been there, done that. And so you're looking to do something new, something fresh, something different. Shingo Takage. Um, So this is what we were talking about before. If Okada had won and Okada was the IWGP heavyweight champion, then I think this is, he's the ultimate boss for Kenny. 
anyone who's been following New Japan or who's been following Kenny or Okada or wrestling outside of WWE, for that matter, is familiar with the massively, at this point, it's going to be legendary feud between Kenny and Okada, where it took Kenny four tries to finally beat Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Um, So with that said, you know, he's been his biggest rival, his biggest obstacle. My thought perfect booking would be Okada would be the one to take it off of Kenny. Right? Uh But with Takage winning, the only way to do that is Kenny has to beat Takage and then Okada has to beat Kenny. And that's, I don't know if you want to go there and I don't know how long you want to take to get there. Because you you put the belt on Okada, you could do this tomorrow. Yeah. But by putting Takage in the mix, you're at least slowing this down by a few months. Because you have to set up a match for Kenny and Shingo, and then Kenny has to beat him, and then that's when you have Okada come out to, you know, take the belt back in the name of New Japan. Hmm. Hmm. But how long? If we're doing the belt thing, still, how long does that take? That's the problem. That's that's my only issue with where we are. Like, like you were saying, Kenny's been the AAA champion for so long already. But to put the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship on Kenny would take months. And I don't know if AAA his, wants his to hold his first reign wasn't his first reign wasn't all that long. No. A few months, and then that's when his contract was over, and he dipped, and he dropped it at uh at uh, Wrestle Kingdom, because he won it at Dominion, so it would have been June ish, July ish, and then dropped it in January, so like six months. I like I like your plan. Don't get me wrong. Um, I mean, it would just need. The I would need to know the execution in terms of like time frame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The timing is what's gonna kill this whole thing. Yeah, because I could see it. I could see Kenny at on an AEW Dynamite, like cutting a promo with all these belts, saying that he can't be beat. There's no one who can beat me. No one on this planet can touch me. No one in this world, on this hemisphere or on another. And then you hear the coin drop and Okada comes out. Kazushika Okada. Kenny's biggest rival. Kenny's biggest obstacle in his entire career. It took him four times to beat him. And Okada comes out to take back what belongs to New Japan back home to Japan. I think it writes itself. The problem is yeah. the, the timing is just the, the the pace of which New Japan and AEW are working together is at such a crawl. I don't see it happening. I mean, not to mention it kind of like not kind of devalues the belt, but You would have a new champion mm-hmm. with Osprey beating Abushi mm-hmm. in his first defense. Osprey, 
Osprey getting hurt. No defense. <laughs> Shingo winning it. Mm-hmm. Beating Okada. Mm-hmm. Then losing the belt to Kenny. Mm-hmm. That is too much fluctuation for such an infant belt. Mm-hmm. I agree. However, however, I will argue this. Will the belt ever be more relevant than if it gets caught in a feud between Kenny and Okada right now? Um, not prestigious, not honor, not like lineage. I'm talking about relevancy. If they do that right now and you put Kenny, Okada, the current Bell Collector storyline with an IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, this, this it'll make the belt relevant. So mm-hmm. relevant in the wrestling landscape. Uh, yeah, I mean, it w- definitely would. Uh, my only issue is... Living up to the hype. Mm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's one of those things where, do you want to touch the perfect few? Like, it's like a a great movie series, a movie franchise. Do you really want to make another one and risk ruining it? Star Wars? Like, we're talking about... Essentially, masterpieces. Yeah. And all of their bouts. Yep. Now... We can do that again. We can roll the dice. We can uh, take that risk. Or we don't take that risk and lose on on another potential masterpiece. Like it, it's a crapshoot right now. Yeah. 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 I think financially it's a no-brainer, but there's more to consider. You can't just – you can't book with tom- with today's dollar sign in mind. You know, mm-hmm. you don't you don't book on sale. You go into a department, you go into a store. Oh, it's on sale right now. All right, cool. But can you afford that in, re- in like in all actuality? Yeah. And that's what this is. This is booking on sale. I don't think, you can do, I don't think that's smart. <sighs> but it, it's. Would you really be afraid to make the purchase knowing it's got great track history? I, I, I'm. I hear you. I hear you. I hear. It. Trust me. I want to see it. I, I would like foaming at the mouth of, of, of potentially seeing this. But you, you do have to think long term. And how does this affect New Japan? Because okay, let's say we do that. We do Kenny and Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And Okada is the one who ends the belt collector. Where do we go from there? Okada now comes back to Japan as the triumphant hero. And you're going you're gonna to beat him now? You're going to have someone in New Japan beat Okada after that? Or are you going to do another historic reign? You know, now you're kind of booking yourself into a corner. AEW will kind of be better off because once you start the downfall, then it's just pulling triggers. Okay, we lost the first one. Now let's book the next loss. Let's book the next loss. Let's book the next loss. You're kind of just letting Kenny free fall. And then, like, the minute Kenny loses the first title, 
you already gave yourself a year's worth of booking because you start the downfall, the free fall, and then the ascension back up. But it's not the same for New Japan. New Japan has to think what happens next. I think we're a little... A little... Not to like sound uh, like a New Japan hater, but I think we're a little less concerned about what New Japan does and how AEW would book Kenny post losing. Because we watch Dynamite every week. Mm -hmm. We try to stay up on New Japan and they don't have weekly shows. Right. And it's tough because of the time difference. Yeah. Watching New Japan stuff is like watching stuff at four o'clock in the morning for us. So it's kind of tough. It's it's definitely I honestly think it's easy for AEW to book this. No matter whichever direction you go, because you're doing the Kenny Omega belt collector storyline, I think it's a it's a piece of cake no matter where which way you you, you sway on this. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the minute you lose the first belt, you just start the free fall storyline. He starts to go crazy little by little as he starts to lose more and more. And then you can even get to a point where like he feels defeated. Um, like there's a, there's a lot. You can either do a manic reaction, a depressed reaction, a defeated reaction. There's so many ways you can go about this once Kenny loses the first one. So like that's easy in my opinion. And it's especially it's especially easy for AEW because once you do that, once you start the Kenny freefall, somebody else has to ascend, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when you can start picking your guys. Who's it going to be? And for all intents and purposes, it should be Hangman who takes the AEW World Championship off of Kenny. Mm-hmm. So then that's how you flip reverse that. So Kenny's on his way down. Hangman catches him on the way up. Book it. Yeah, <laughs> book it definitely because you have history with Kenny and Hangman. Mm-hmm. Remember, what? Kenny left Hangman after they lost the titles. Mm-hmm. He wanted to pursue going solo, so then Hangman now has more than enough incentive to turn around and beat Kenny while Kenny's on his way down to take the title away from him. Oh, I wasn't good enough to be your tag partner. Well, I'm good enough to take that belt away to take that belt off of you. Mm-hmm. It's easy. I could do this in my sleep. Yeah, it definitely, definitely sells itself. But anyway, let's uh, we spent plenty of time on these two interconnecting stories. Let's move on a little bit. Uh, let's stay with AEW. Kind of, not really, I guess, anymore. Um, at the last pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, during their Casino Royale, Battle Royale, Blah Blah Royale, um, the Joker card was Leo Rush. We talked about it last week. Well, we have new news this week. Leo Rush is retired. Uh, apparently, Leo suffered an injury at a at a show recently, and after that injury, Leo Rush took to Twitter or Instagram, if I'm, I don't remember which one it was, um, and has announced that he's going to retire from the world of professional wrestling. He um, he says that while he enjoys it, he has a lot of his life to to look forward to, and and he doesn't want to be at a point where he's going to be injured and, and not be able to enjoy his life and his family. So, you know, he needs to take care of himself and his, his health and his well being. So I understand it. I, and if someone said it 
I don't remember where I heard it, but they said, you know, it's a huge loss for professional wrestling, but you know, it's a it's a big gain for himself to get, you know to be to make sure that he's well. And yeah, that's that's exactly how I feel as a, as a wrestling fan, as a Leo Rush fan. I'm I'm none too pleased, but as a as a human being, you know, I I hope he takes care of himself and he's well one way or the other. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I feel like when I think it was Tom that messaged us, mm-hmm. we we were like, I was like, he, bro, Leo Rush is a clown. I feel like I, he's retiring every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I believe it when I see it. Um, I mean, if you're really retiring for health purposes and, and whatnot, great. You know, like, take care of yourself. Don't come back in a year talking about I missed it. Yeah. And then retire again. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, I don't need, I don't need it. Sorry. He retired, so for anyone who's unaware of what Shades is getting at, when Leo Rush was initially released from WWE, he, if I'm not mistaken, shortly thereafter said he was going to step away from professional wrestling to focus on his family and his music career. Um, and then, you know, after, I don't remember how long, but he eventually came back, um, started working MLW and indie shows, so on and so forth, picked up the momentum that he's on or was now, and um and that's it. And now he's he's back to he said that he's retired following this most recent uh, injury. I'm trying to find exactly I don't under I don't know how Instagram works. I'm trying to figure this out. What are you trying to figure out on Instagram? I'm trying to read the his actual statement. Because he did it on Instagram, but I don't know like I don't see anything on Instagram. I don't know how this thing works. I know as he 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 did right. It's been a crazy ride, but it's time to get off and do what truly makes me happy. Um, what does this button do? Nope, that didn't do anything. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry, guys. I don't I don't know how to work Instagram. Oh wait wait, wait I think I found it. I have written and erased this post so many times purely out of not being able to wrap my head around this. The moment I went home in the sling, I kept saying to myself, "This was like any other time. I got a little bruiser strain, and I will shrug it off and continue on my new journey." Once the pain subsided and I started to feel just how uncomfortable it was, I feel my arm hanging from my body. I sunk into an immediate and rapidly growing depression because I knew something was wrong. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me fast forward through all this. This is a lot. Yada, 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 yada. Yeah, so basically he's saying that he's worried about, you know, his health and not being able to play with his son um, in the future. So on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what it boils down to. He's, he's worried that his injuries are going to... Uh, prohibit him from, you know, really being able to enjoy time with his family. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call shenanigans on his his injury because I don't know what his injury is. Mm-hmm. But um, unless it's a severe neck injury, I don't think it's that like, I don't say that big of a deal. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, look, I don't, I don't know. If it's a neck, shoulder, whatever the case is, it's something where his arm was in a sling and he couldn't like pick up his son. Um, but I mean, you could. I mean, look, this is professional wrestling, right? How many how many stories have we heard about wrestlers who, after retirement, like their bodies are just wrecked? 
and they mm-hmm. can't they can barely even walk you know and then when you're a, a junior slash cruiserweight whatever you want to call it um that style of wrestling does not lend itself to you know a long and lengthy career just because of how much impact you're putting on yourself your your joints specifically so if you feel like at the age of whatever how old is leo rush he's got to be in his what mid-20s uh 94 so that's four years younger than me so 26 so yeah when you're 26 if you already feel like you're starting to to suffer from significant injuries like i i can get it i get it i get it it sucks but i get it anyway and the last bit of news for the world outside of wwe pwg is coming back they are returning for their first show since 2019 that's crazy now for those of you who do not know pwg pro wrestling gorilla is a california based uh wrestling promotion that was huge in the indie scene for promoting and building up wrestlers such as kevin steen aka kevin owens el generico aka uh sammy zane the the um the young bucks made a humongous name for themselves in PWG. Um, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, Ricochet made a tremendous name for himself in PWG. The aforementioned Leo Rush, Keith Tommaso Lee, Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, so many guys really, like, this really became a breeding ground for great independent wrestling, especially when they started doing their BOLA tournaments, which is the Battle of Los Angeles. Um, when they started doing their bola tournaments, that's when it really became, you know, a big name in indie wrestling. Now, Joey Ryan is one of the founders, and so there's a lot of issues with him. And then they had to move their location from where they were. They were always running shows out of the American Legion Hall in uh, Reseda. And, oh, excuse me, they ended up moving away from there. I don't really know why. Um and they, they now run their shows in a different venue. So PWG was already in a transition before the pandemic. And then the pandemic happened and the Joey Ryan stuff happened. And so they're back. Bandito is their current champion of 539 days as they haven't run, they stopped running shows. Um, and Trey Miguel and Myron Reed are the current tag team champions, even though I don't think that's going to last uh, for over a thousand days because of the pandemic. Oh, my God. Yeah. A thousand one hundred and forty eight plus days as the current PWG World Tag Team Champions. So, I mean, look, I'm anytime a wrestling promotion is back up and running, I'm happy for them. And PWG has such a great um, short history because they only started running shows you know a decade or two ago um but they've been great for independent wrestling and a breeding ground for who we all know nowadays so Mm. good for them i'm happy for them they're very good at creating future stars oh for sure for sure like if you're a young up-and-coming wrestler and pwg books you you know you're doing something for yourself you know 
Yeah. So that's going to wrap up my side of the show. I'm going to, to, to send this over to my main man, Shades. What's going on in WWE? There is not a lot going on <laughs> in the world of WWE. Um, the biggest news coming out of WWE is the WWE draft is being discussed for late August. Um, I don't really care for the draft anymore because I think the last couple of drafts, there have been no surprises. Yeah. No, no, like you, you had the opportunity to shake up a roster or, um, the make biggest a thing big they move. did was they broke up the new day last year. Yeah. That was like the biggest thing they did, but they did nothing with that. Yeah. They did absolutely nothing with that. So, what do you mean? Biggie was in a feud with Apollo Cruz, the Nigerian prince. I mean, yeah. I mean, the New Day won the tag title. Well, they didn't win. They swapped tag titles. Oh God, so dumb. Uh, and um, Biggie won the IC title, but after that, it was kind of nothing. They did nothing. Um. So yeah, I mean, let's look. Let's wait and see for for the the WWE draft. Um, and the only other bit of news I've seen was Triple H was on. Um, he was doing a a conference call with the radio station about uh, NXT, and he's saying that the fans are lowering their own expectations for like for professional wrestling. Excuse me. What they're saying is, uh, what he's saying is that the fans do so much digging and so much fantasy booking on their own, and they don't enjoy wrestling for what it actually is, that they ruin their own expectations. He's like, everybody wants to be a booker, but no one wants to be a fan anymore. He's like, I promise you, it's easier to be a fan than it is to be a booker. Uh, um,. No, <laughs> that's not what, like, we want to be fans, but you make us be bookers because your booking yeah. sucks. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't have to do it if you did it right yourself. No. Um, that's why we're constantly fantasy booking because, like, all right, whatever you guys are putting out sucks. Yeah, exactly. So want... if, if, the, if, your book, if their booking was entertaining then we wouldn't need to come up with variant versions. Yeah. We're trying to switch the narrative right now because your narrative is garbage. Ex exactly. Eh, get out of here. Uh, you know what? <sighs> as much as I love trips and, and he's been like seen as like the father of, of NXT and, and the, the new, the Renaissance of how WWE views wrestlers and blah, blah, blah. He can really turn on the company guy shtick really hard. And it's so, like, it's so played. Come on, Trips. Like, you're, you're better than that. I understand yeah, you have to defend really you and the family. Anytime anybody has any criticism of NXT, it's play the victim card. Be real. It's annoying. It's it's extremely annoying. I had I had far more respect when what the hell he happened? was saying things like how WWE is top 40 music and that like 
professional wrestling is a taste for everybody. You know, indie scene is indie music or whatever. Like in NXT is underground music. And then WWE main roster is top 40. That I can get on board with. That makes sense. I'm like, that's something I can understand him saying. Mm-hmm. But like trying to 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 tell me that it's the oh the fans are ruining it because no, no man stop stop just be real about it you know uh he he loves to f- switch the blame and the focus mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from from management to the fans all yep. the time yep. and it's a little played it's it's not a little played it's a lot of played i agree I agree wholeheartedly. So it's whack, Jack. It's whack. So there's still rumors that Cena is going to be taking on Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. What do we do with this? Cena comes back, wins number 17. The fans are going to riot. Roman Reigns is probably doing the best character work he's done Mm -hmm. since being in the shield. Mm -hmm. It's like, why ruin that now? For a John Cena nostalgia run? No thanks. It's like WWE thinks, oh, Cena's entered that, that phase in his career where fans appreciate him now. And Roman is at the top of this game. It's the perfect storm. No, don't ruin what you're like. What's been working? Roman is on fire. Cena is at a place where fans can now appreciate him. Leave it there. If you bring him back and you put him over Roman, you're going to garner go away heat for John Cena again. And you don't want yeah. that. But what do I know? Unless, unless they're the only purpose for this feud is for Roman to go over Cena and uh, and to turn the tables on the Cena-Rock feud where Cena was calling out the Rock for being a part-timer. Mm-hmm. And now Roman can turn around and be like, you used to give my cousin a lot of guff for being a part-timer and just showing up. And now look at you. You're too busy doing the Fast and Furious movies, and now you want belongs to me? You want to be at the head of the table now? Nah, man. If that's the story, then fine. But that's got to be it. Anything other than that, I don't want it. I mean, they can really cut deep with this feud. They can, he can, he can. Roman can do the whole head of the table thing, and John Cena can be like, really? Because when I was head of the table, we uh, sales were through the roof. Ratings, ratings were through yeah. the roof. Yeah, like yeah. he, like he can, like they can really turn that around and do something with it. It's kind of like a little, uh, but there's there's something to play around with as long as Roman goes over though. Right, right. The last time Cena did this, didn't he say, "I have to keep coming back because you guys can't"? Something like that, or was it somebody else who said that they had to keep coming? Nah, back? It was, it was him. It was him. It was right. Him. Who said that I have to keep coming back because you guys can't do or something like that? You're talking to Roman? It's like, you know. guys can't carry the load. It's something like that, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I hope not. I hope not. 
We don't need this. And the last bit of news is there's uh, some rumors that the original head of the table, Dwayne the Rocky Johnson, <laughs> may be coming back at Survivor Series. Now, in what capacity? I hope not a wrestling one. <laughs> There's only one match I need to see The Rock in, and that's The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Yeah. That's it. Listen, from what I understand, we're never going to see The Rock wrestling again because it it makes him an insurance liability for movies moving forward. Mm -hmm. His livelihood right now is as an actor. He's the highest paid actor in the world right now. Exactly. Why would you put any of that in jeopardy for a few minutes of nonsense because whatever he's going to do unless it's him versus roman is going to be nonsense yeah i mean he may come back uh, like the host of survivor series right right because really the only story to tell is him versus roman for the true head of the table and he passes the torch over to roman yeah that's the only story to tell with the rock right now I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see where they go. I'm you're interested. I'm afraid. I am worried. I mean, it'll, it'll completely turn turn off a lot of fans. Uh, maybe, maybe it'll turn off a lot of fans because a lot of fans are into that part timer mm-hmm. nostalgia run. Mm-hmm. You know for sure if The Rock becomes even semi regular on TV, the ratings will go up. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I guarantee the minute The Rock is back on WWE TV, my sister will text me, oh my god, The Rock is back. Yeah. So, we go and see. But anyway, so, this Sunday is NXT TakeOver in your house. My house? I don't know, it's in someone's house. With that, there's only one thing left to do here at Grapples of Apples. We have to make predictions. Because the Grapples to Apples World Championship will be on the line. As with every NXT TakeOver, AEW Pay-Per-View, WWE Big Four, plus Money in the Bank. Title's on the line, baby. So, here we go. Five matches on the card. Where do you want to start? Uh, I guess you can start. Uh, let's go bottom to top. All right. In a winner takes all six man tag team match for the NXT North American. Wait, that doesn't. Oh, yep. Yep. What? yep you're right. I'm right. so confused. Right. Okay. Winner takes all six man tag team match. For the NXT North American Championship and NXT Tag Team Championship. I, okay. Um, Bronson Reed, who's the current North American Champion. And MSK, the current Tag Team Champions. Versus Legado del Fantasma, which is Santos Escobar. I don't know why I just changed that. Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wilde, and Raul Mendoza. So, I guess presumably... Is Bronson Reed putting up his North American Championship versus Santos 
and then MSK putting up their tag titles versus Joaquin and Raul. Yes. That is the most convoluted match I could imagine. Also kind of doesn't make any sense. Bronson Reed just won the North American Championship like two weeks ago. I, bro, whatever. I'm gonna go with the champs. The champs retaining. Although, yep. This, oh god, man, is Legado ever gonna do anything? No. Are they ever gonna do anything? This is ridiculous. Yeah. No. At this point, are they even like? How are they bookable? They're not. If if you don't pull the trigger on Legado del Fantasma now, don't even bother booking them for the next six months. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get, I don't, whatever. I Let's mean, they on. were booking him, they were booking Santos pretty well with the NXT Cruiserweight Championship yeah. thing. Yeah. But Joaquin and, and Raúl have been booked ch- like chumps. And then now you're gonna. Ugh, this is dumb. Whatever. I'm gonna go with the champs retaining. I am also going with the champs retaining. Stupid. So the next match on the card is for the NXT Women's Championship. Defending champion Raquel Gonzalez taking on Ember Moon with both, uh, excuse me, Dakota Kai in Gonzalez's corner and Chachi Blackheart in Moon's corner. I'm going Raquel Gonzalez with a lock. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Um. Yeah, I'll go Raquel. I'm not gonna lock yet, but I'm going Raquel. That makes sense. Uh, next up, in just a singles match. What? What? Do you, man, NXT is not what it used to be. Mercedes Martinez versus Ailey. Uh, I'll go Ailey. Yeah, they've been booking Ailey like. Uh, yeah, I'll go Zia Lee. I'll, I'll go Zia Lee also. All right. The next match is for <laughs> is a ladder match for the million dollar championship. Yep. Cameron Grimes versus. La Night. <laughs> Bro, I have no interest in watching this show. It's so dumb. Uh, Grimes? I'll go LA Night. Uh, just for the... Yeah. Just, just, yeah. just for... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go Cameron Grimes. That's fine. Because he's going to the moon, baby, or whatever his gimmick is. <laughs> oh, God. All right. And then, presumably, the main event is a fatal five-way match for the NXT Championship. The defending champion, Karrion Cross, accompanied by Scarlett, versus Kyle O'Reilly, versus Adam Cole, baby. Versus Johnny Gargano, accompanied by Austin Theory. Versus Peter Dune, accompanied by Oni Lorcan. I mean, if this isn't a carry and cross lock, I don't know what is. Yeah, this is clearly carry in time. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I'm a big Peter Dunn fan, and so I would love for Peter Dunn for Pete Dunn to win this match, but that's not gonna happen. Yeah, uh, carrying Cross. I mean, if if I wasn't so confident about Raquel Gonzalez winning, this would have been my lock. This is my lock. Yeah. You know what? Just for the sake of it, I'm gonna switch my pick in the winner take all six man tag match. Okay. I'm gonna go with Legado del Fantasma because they have to. They have to. They have to. They got some. They have to win something at some point. And and I don't think they're gonna have a takeover without a single title change. And they've done it before. Yeah, you're right. Oh God, this is so dumb. Lexi's dumb. So, so WWE's dumb. Why dumb. Why are we even covering it? Because we're dumb. Because we're dumb. No. I'll just wait until Hell in the Cell next week. No, Tom and Hugo are going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, the shades in the world of professional wrestling, there are good seeds. And like staying in JFK for nine hours, <laughs> there is bad. But at the end of the day, they all contribute to the tree, to the garden, to the forest. That is professional wrestling. Uh, um, I don't think I have a bad seed, but I definitely have a good seed. Okay. Go My it. good seed goes to Shingo Takage, bringing okay. uh, some gold back to LIJ. Okay. Um, I'm on the flip side. I don't know that I have a good seed. But I definitely have a bad one. Okay. And that's Leo Rush's retirement. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, that's going to wrap up our episode this week, folks. You've listened to us on SoundCloud.com. That's Grapples Apples. Again, that's Grapples on number two. Apples. Uh, you don't like SoundCloud. I was about to do the social media one. You don't like SoundCloud. You got Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts iHeartRadio. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages, Facebook.com, Twitter.com, Instagram.com, slash Grapples to Apples. Again, that's Grapples, the number two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you're going to do to put us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible, because we appreciate it. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Ill Will, the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, the Gaffada. Whatever you need me to be, that's what I'll be, because baby, that's who I is. Join remotely by my head or light me. Tell them who you are, baby. The man of the hour, the man with the power to goddamn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise to the top. Your boy, the general, your champion, your god, your friend, your foe. Shades. <laughs> Don't forget to check out our recap and review episode this upcoming weekend for NXT TakeOver in your house. Don't forget to check out our episodes from this week, next week, and every other week. It's an apple a day. Gives a bad wrestling. Peace! Bye!